Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. This is Marge Bowen, and I'm here with my good pal, Margaret Miller. We're the Mystic Margaritas, and we're thrilled to be with you today. Happy that you're listening in, because today we are going to talk about the 48th Gene Key. And as we've explained in the previous broadcasts, the Gene Keys are this beautiful synthesis of contemplations based on the I Ching and also um, astrological influence. So it's, it's a beautiful way to really be able to um, think deeply about our journey in this life. So Margaret, I'm really excited to talk today about the 48th Gene Key, which is going from inadequacy to wisdom by way of resourcefulness. And as I, as I was thinking about and reading about this Gene Key, um, the big thing for me to begin with is the not knowing. And the not knowing is really the shadow of this Gene Key. And we um, you know, when we're between the ages of eight to 14, um, there's a lot, I think it really comes into how we begin to understand our not knowing or judge our not knowing or learn how to express in our life when we don't know. Because there's a lot of insecurity in those ages between eight and 14, because it is about, you know, we are limited in our experiences. And I, I really started thinking about our um, when we're in that not knowing in those ages, a lot of it comes into how do we cope with it and what and what are our fears at that time? <laughs> so diving right in, man. diving you, right in. You totally <laughs> dove right in. I I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then I thought to myself, well, I feel pretty inadequate right now. <laughs> And then, no, and, yes. <laughs> and, and then, I, and then I thought, I wonder how old I am right now, <laughs> somewhere between right. eight and 14, you know? So, so, uh, and I want to explain that a little bit because when, Perfect. you know, this inadequacy, this shadow of inadequacy, this, which is what we're talking about today, shadow of inadequacy, the gift of resourcefulness and the city of wisdom and, and this, this feeling of or this this shadow of inadequacy is like this deep fear inside of us and it's it's tangible it's um it's really a physical sensation that resides in every single one of us and and so and it gets brought up at interesting times but you can tell that it does have to do with our our childhood and our um coming into that that teenage years where where we're trying to really get this sense of who we are right and and how um how we're going to be received <laughs> and, and yeah you're right and it's interesting to think about well 
in my nucleus family and even beyond that in my environment as a as an 8 to 14 year old in my not knowing well then who knew and what information was the knowing of someone else or something else feeding me mm-hmm. right because that's when we can get into the stress of not knowing of course right time. right you know and and that's you know that that was kind of where i was going with just not knowing what I was going to say or, or where you were going to lead, lead me to like what question you were going to ask. And, and if I was going to say, uh, be able to respond in a way that made any sense whatsoever, <laughs> you know, like, am I, do I have, do I have the, um, do I have it within me to respond in an appropriate way, you know? And, and, and so, um, that, that was just my first um, playing with the shadow of inadequacy. And I, I think it's, it's really good for us to, I, you know, it's good for me at least to, um, to dive right in and be, and feel that fear. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, this, this broadcast has been a great, um, a great opportunity to feel that inadequacy at times, because we don't know how the conversation is going to go. We know what it's about, but we don't know how it's going to go. And it's easy to lose, for me, it's easy to lose my words or to not know where to go next. And it, it does, you can feel that fear rising up. And um, it takes, you know, it takes some awareness and some vulnerability, of course, to be able to set, recenter self. Uh, but that that takes us into the the further conversations that we're going into this whole gene key, right? Um, which is about wisdom. And but right now, I just want to stay in you know the inadequacy because I think, as you said, we all feel inadequacy at different times and at different periods in our life. And this fear of failure is an interesting thing because I think a, a lot of times when we are in the learning environment we seem to learn about failure and we learn it other ways too, but it's, you know, I think it's really prevalent in the learning environment. And I was actually watching a documentary on Elon Musk recently, and he's such a fascinating personality and so inspiring in our day and day and age, because this man doesn't seem to have much fear and it's all, it's all, I mean, he has, obviously he has fear, but he doesn't let that stop him. And in fact, when he was developing this whole SpaceX and this ability for rockets to go up and then come down far beyond what NASA was able to do, his culture that he created in SpaceX was around failure. He invited failure yeah. because he views failure as being a great teacher. And, um, and I love that. I don't think we, we, we got exposed to that kind of thinking much when I was in school. It was always about, okay, you're here and you need to be here. And so this is, these are the measurements and you need to conquer, right? And be successful in those measurements. Wow, I think that's a, that's a great insight. I, 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 I don't remember being exposed to that either in, in any kind of positive way. Like failure was um, to be avoided at all costs, it, even if it meant never starting. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. You know, know, that really, I mean, I I think through a a large portion of my life that that was, I would, I would not start something if there was not like this really, really strong sense that I would succeed for sure. Yeah. (laughs) That that I wouldn't even go there. And, you know, the, the, the spectrum of this, not knowing of this, of this, um, inadequacy um, is anywhere from abysmal all the way over to gentle, but, but either way in this continuum, there can be great tension. And that's a tricky thing. You know, it's, it's very kidney energy. This whole thing has to do with kidney energy in the body because kidney, the kidney energy, the kidney meridian is about fear and anxiety. And its partner is bladder, which is about control, no control. So this tension that can develop, the interesting thing about tension, whether it's in our body, it it doesn't matter where it is in us, whether it's in our thinking or our body, it's probably everywhere because we can't separate them. But what comes from tension is um, in our brains, especially is inefficiency. So in other words, as soon as I move into tension, fear, anxiety, my brain fires differently, not as effective, not as efficient. And then I'm, I, I start to move into this stage of stress and this cycle of more tension because I'm not performing. I always think about a piano performance because I had a piano performance once where I, uh, in this was high school, so it was a little older than 14, but um, I forgot in the middle of a piece that I was performing, I, I froze and forgot. And talk about a panic that set in. And when I think back to that moment, there was great fear, of course, because there was great shame and hum, uh, being, um, I was, I was uh, uh, not humble, what am I looking for, humiliated. I felt humiliation. I felt shame that furthered that tension firing, you know, the lack of firing, really. I lost, I lost brain integration and just couldn't even remember. And I think everyone who's listening to this can think of a time or two or more that we've experienced that. Absolutely. And that's such a great um, example that you gave because it, you know, and it is, uh, I liked the, um, talking about the kidney and the bladder and and how the bladder is control and no control and and the the programming partner to this gene key of inadequacy um uh resourcefulness and wisdom is uh control authority and valor and so you can see how like the shadow of inadequacy leads us to the shadow of control like we because we feel inadequate because we're so afraid of that potential inadequacy like not being able to handle something uh we try to control our environment so that we don't have to experience that humiliation or that uh um you know that that lack of or that inadequacy and then you know, it's an end, sort of an endless loop, right? Because that control, trying to control things is inevitably leads to um, our humiliation because <laughs> we don't have control over most things. So, well, and I love that you brought up authority because mm-hmm. 
I'll just use the piano recital as an example again. You know, in a piano recital, when you're performing, you've got the teacher and, you know, you know, you have expectations there, of course, and they're there to support you, but, you know, they're the authority. And then I had my dad and mom in the audience. My dad was a wonderful piano player. So he was also an authority. And it, as you were talking about authority, it made me remember, and especially between the ages of eight and 14, who had authority in our lives? Because there's a wonderful saying that is, um, inadequacy is a choice, but we have to learn that it's a choice. So in the younger ages, we don't know it's a choice. We just almost can't help but give way to that inadequacy, right? And, and who, who has authority around us when we're in that moment is an interesting thing to think about and how that prompts us into the expression of inadequacy that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then taking that just a little bit further, how do we bring uh, the idea of authority into uh, the gift state? Uh, right, because that's this is the gift of the authority in this um, example, and and so it is that internal. It's finding that internal authority, right? That's finding right. it within ourselves, <laughs> which can be really challenging to do, but but very worthwhile. It it kind of reminded me of this. Um, it's a quote from Richard Rudd uh, in this. Um, particular chapter, this gene key. um, And it says, if we don't know how to handle emotional states with equanimity, integrity, and clarity, we never fully enter adulthood, but remain at some level children. So like, so what you were talking about, you know, that humiliation and and that, um, that fear, and we were talking about the fear of failure, right? Not knowing how to handle failure. It, we we can stay sort of as children if we don't ever learn how to do that because we're always going to be afraid of that and not be able to handle in a in a integrous way our inevitable failures. I mean, because it happens. Like not everything works out for us. You know, it, it does happen, and that inadequacy that we feel um, can really. We can really ta- we can really become in victim energy. We can really move into victim energy, and of course, victim energy is I have no power. The power again about authority, right? The power is always outside of myself, mm-hmm. and not within me, right? So, um, yeah, very. We can definitely stay in victim energy with this. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the journey as well. Yeah. Yeah, so then then let's uh, go ahead and take our break here. And when we come back, let's um, uh, find our way from this shadow of inadequacy to the gift of resourcefulness. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you're listening to Mystic Margaritas. I'm Margaret Miller. I'm here with Marge Bowen on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. 
Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're so happy you're joining us. So we're talking about inadequacy and wanting very much to move to the next <laughs> topic <laughs> because in inadequacy is creation and fear and anxiety and victim energy and all kinds of fun things. Um, but it also holds a great um, learning for us, doesn't it? At least if we can let go, uh, you know, it, it, here's the funny thing about, about this not knowing is that you would think that in not knowing that's the problem, but sometimes the problem is more in what we think we know. And there's a great in-between of all of that and a lot to work through if we know, if we think we know, because when we think we know, we already have a wall up. Mm-hmm. that can keep us from really truly embracing a, a certain level of resourcefulness to get through the challenge. Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, what was coming into my mind was this, you know, the energy of of not knowing it can be a really beautiful thing. And, and we'll, you know, I think that's where we're headed in this conversation right. eventually. And, and, but also it, I was thinking that this shadow is so prevalent in, and it's, it, it has caused so much of the uh, challenge that we're currently facing, that humanity is currently facing, because, you know, we, we, in that, that fear of inadequacy, then we want to develop some something that we are certain of, something that gives us a feeling of security. And we, you know, then we have entire societies chasing this illusion of security coming from the outside of ourselves, right? Like, 
like somehow uh, more money is going to make us secure or more this or, uh, you know, this this particular program or this particular lifestyle or this particular religion or this particular anything is going to somehow uh, alleviate this not knowing or this that insecurity and that um, feeling of inadequacy. Beautifully said, Margaret, because the last couple of years have been so chaotic in so many ways that you're absolutely right. And that it has um, really touched fear in all of us. And again, I go back to kidney bladder energy, right? Those, those partners, because when we're in that fear and anxiety, then bladder can start getting active, which is about control or no control. So what can we control? We can control what we think or think we know, you know, we can begin to control what we look at, what we read, but we do it. And I think that's the point you're making, which I love that. When we're doing that, if we're doing that out of that place of fear, then everything we're searching for is going to confirm what we think we already know. And therein lies one of the problems. <laughs> and then so we stay in this endless loop until we're able to um, come into a place where we can make friends in a certain sense with that uncertainty. And um, you know, and and the idea that where where is that inadequacy coming from? Like, like I think I think we we are maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here, but but I, I feel like we are collectively coming into a higher understanding of um, who we are and and the gifts that we inherently have inside of us and and also that we are uh, you know in in comparison that we're a speck of dust in the universe right we 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 kind of know that we know at a certain level where we get this idea of inadequacy because we're comparing ourselves to infinity <laughs> right we're comparing ourselves to multiverses or to the universe and and in comparison to that we are these little specks mm -hmm. Yes. Right. But but at the same time, uh, maybe I think we're starting to also recognize that that if it, that inside of that speck that we are, are these incredible, uh, unique gifts that only you have or only I have and that that it's worth um diving in and and mining for i'm not sure where i was going with that but no i that's I, I think it's beautiful what you say and what it makes me think about is that years and years and years ago when i worked in the corporate environment the focus was let's strengthen your weaknesses okay that was the focus there's where you're weak this is what we need to work on right and then it actually morphed in the recent more recent years into let's operate from your strengths. Everyone has their unique strengths. Let's operate, let's, let's make sure you know what yours are and make sure you know what others are. And then together we can, we can work from those strengths to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And to me, that's what I heard when you were talking about all of that, because that is such 
a more beautiful way of honoring everyone and what they bring to the table and in a positive way to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't that also the the whole contemplation of the gene keys uh, in itself? It's like, here's the shadow, here's the gift, and here's the city. They're all here. And if we recognize that the, these things are, you know, the gift is inside of us, uh, or in the city resides inside of that shadow, uh, that, that we can... Um, we can begin to operate from from that higher frequency, and um, that. Sorry, I just totally, I just okay. blanked. Yeah. No, that's that's really good though, because what you're, what we're talking about, and what you were saying is that resourcefulness then is about going deeper. It's about under a lot opening opening up right in such a way that allows us to go more deeply into this inadequacy so that we can understand where that comes from what what triggers it um, what expression is trying to keep us safe that we might be able to change and and so what you're saying is and is the gene keys, of course, offer an organized way to really reflect and go to that depth. And that provides us that resourcefulness that we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I just thought about as that happened, I was like, oh, great example. <laughs> I just went completely blank. And then I thought to myself, you know, another way that that we can uh, work with the feeling of inadequacy, because, I mean, this is like, these are core shadows, right? The the not good enough, the unlovable, the unworthy, the all of those things are this deep feeling of inadequacy. And if we if we had learned this as children, if we had learned about uh, uh, if we had a stable emotional envir- environment when we were kids, and and got to fail in in really healthy ways and learned how to respond uh, to that failure with, um, you know, with grace and ease, right? Then, then we would already, we would come, come as adults being able to kind of laugh in the face of it and go, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> a lot of things. I, there's, uh, you know, most of my what's going to happen in the future that's unknown and uh but even as adults maybe not having had that you know not having had that example set for us we can begin to uh really develop that uh through all kinds of different things and the thing that that popped into my head was something that um the uh, that Mel Robbins is doing right now all, all over Facebook and Instagram. And that's her high five challenge. She has a, a new book out and, and it's basically high fiving yourself in the mirror. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, it's just, it, it just, that reminded me of that. I, I, because I all, I had to do that because just like your, um, you know, not being able to remember the piano piece. Mm-hmm. 
what do you do? What do you do? You have to you have to pick yourself up somehow, and either you fall apart completely, or you just go, okay, here I am, and you know, <laughs> here let's start over, and and go, yeah, I'm okay. It's all right. <laughs> Hopefully, that isn't what I did. I did start over, but I didn't say, yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> I didn't have those skills at that time. <laughs> But I do, I do, I do that a little more now. So that's good. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a natural, this resourcefulness then, and the ability to go deep offers a natural wisdom to us. And that's where we're going next with this is this wisdom. And this natural wisdom is really rooted in common sense. And I, I love the, I love that because, you know, there's a wonderful book called, um, thinking, thinking like Leonardo da Vinci. And one of the number one things that one can do to begin seeing the world like Leonardo da Vinci is to be curious. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? And I love the word curious, because if I'm curious, I am totally open. I'm totally open to considering a lot of different things, right? And that curiosity, in that curiosity, is this common sense, too, um, because our common sense is the use of all of our senses, including our intuitive sense, and not shutting off from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and being able to, uh, being able to have that curiosity and to ask questions you know, like being in the question, it, it being naturally curious allows us to uh, have access to that intuition because that's, you know, in order to ask that question, you have to be okay with the fact that you are having to ask a question that you don't know that you, you know, so it's, that's a beautiful um, way of looking at this as well. So let's go ahead and take our second break here and when we come back we'll um, dive into this further you're listening to margaret miller and marge bowen we're mystic margaritas here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes this magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. 
We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Marge, and we're talking about resourcefulness and moving in toward wisdom. But speaking of resourcefulness, I'm, um, it's really fun, Margaret, that Mystic Margaritas is found on so many platforms. And um, you can even, if you have a, a, an Echo, um, Amazon Echo, you can even say, Alexa, play Mystic Margaritas, and we'll pop right up. So I just want to invite everyone, if you're liking this broadcast, you can find us on Facebook, Mystic Margaritas, and you can even um, email us at mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. But we're really thrilled that you're listening in. And Margaret, before we went on break, we talked about this natural wisdom. And I want to emphasize natural because it takes me to nature. And um, part of that natural wisdom and the it is and that um, our, our common sense actually is rooted in the natural order of things in nature. And um I think nature and, and being curious about nature and the wisdom that we see in every aspect of nature really can help us to open up some space within ourselves to consider and be curious about ourselves in, in our lives and how to move forward and what to find, what depth is there for us. Mm, I like that. I, I was taking a little rest yesterday. I was at the, at my horses and, and I was actually lying on my massage table underneath some trees <laughs> and the horses were hanging out with me. And I, and I, I had this experience of, of just, you know, the wind blowing in the trees. And I all of a sudden was like those leaves. I was the tree moving around in the, in the wind. And, and I felt that sense of, um natural wisdom like I, I was so connected with everything that i i didn't need to know anything because i was part of the wisdom of nature and i i i thought about that earlier today and i wondered if it was going to come up in the conversation and and so that was my moment and then the other the other thing that 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 i thought about was that you know when we when we are calling ourselves mystic margaritas and the idea of a mystic or or mysticism is is really about being okay with not knowing being okay with the unknowable <laughs> and 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 really surrendering ourselves in a way to the great mystery and I'm sure you'll agree with me here that when we do that, when we are okay with the unknown, that is when the magic happens every time. When we surrender to that place, I'm always amazed by that. It's just, it's one of those great, it's one of the things I love about the magic of, of the universe and energy and all of that is that whenever I've let go enough that I've surrendered into the not knowing 
and just be okay in that and open up to that. It happens every time something magical seems to happen. Right. And that's, oh, that's, and that's, this is a really important part of this conversation because that's the difference between resources, like outer resources and resourcefulness. Like when, when we surrender to that, not knowing what, Mm -hmm. what happens is we, we dive down deep into our own resourcefulness, like, and, and it, then the universe provides for us exactly what we're, what we need in the moment, that synchronicity that you're talking about. And, but if we don't do that and we, we think we have to have all of the outer resources, all the ducks in a row <laughs> in order for us to, um, to move forward, then, then we, we completely miss out on this um, dance of resourcefulness that, that is in our interior all the time. And what I hear as you talk about that is I hear the tension in all the ducks in a row I can hear tension versus over here when we're just opening up, just completely relaxed, calm and at ease. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can feel that difference as you talk about it. From right. One to the other. Right. Yeah. Either, either the universe, sorry. No, go ahead. Either the universe has our back or it doesn't. <laughs> right. Either we, either we surrender or we don't. Yeah, I, you know, this wisdom, this uh, wisdom that we're talking about, and and that's steeped in not knowing and not needing to know and not knowing being open to not knowing. um, There's an innocence with that, right? There's an innocence that comes with that. And it's a very yin process, the kidney meridian is yang the fear and anxiety and 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 it, it can be linked to the victim energy. Is, is more of a yang, it's more of a yin energy because the yin energy is one of, of depth and softness, okay? And the reason that kidney is partnered with bladder is we need both, bladder is, is yang. And so that is more active and expressive. And so that's the control, no control. So we need both of those because the wisdom is learning how to dance with opposing energies so that we can find this beautiful wisdom but um the wisdom is very much a yin it's that depth is very is a very yin feminine energy mm-hmm. yeah and that that that's um talked about richard rudd talks about this very deeply in this uh chapter the 48th gene key uh in the 64 ways he he talks about this as being the well, right, or the deep water, and the and the wisdom is uh, the idea of wisdom or the description of wisdom in many many cultures has that feminine aspect to it, which is quite interesting. And then, you know, I mean, you know, when we when we think about, uh, I just looked down one of the cards that I drew today. It's just a a word card, and it's depth. Yeah, right. Going going into the deep, the you know the deep wisdom inside of ourselves. Yeah, and the and the deep wisdom is about um, unlearning the knowing that we've acquired thus far. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is the beautiful, beautiful journey of life is, you know, we gather the knowing through our younger years, right? We gather the knowing and then we hit a point in, in our years um, in this journey that, oh, well, I thought I knew back then, but I really didn't know. So what do (laughs) I not know now? What do I think I know that I really don't know now? And that's such a big question <laughs> that it does require one to be extremely curious, extremely um, humble or innocent, and um, to be able to open up and answer that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know why this is reminding me of something, but it's like it's like the inadequacy also has to do with um, how we identify with like things that we do like like I am uh, a like I was a massage therapist like I am this I am um, you know a doctor or a lawyer or whatever and if something were to change there uh, like that feeling of inadequacy might come up really strongly because you aren't I you can't identify with that anymore and feel the um, whatever it is the prestige of that mm-hmm. yes very true the roles that hold the structure for how we operate in our life mm-hmm. yeah and, and what happens when we're in that structure and what happens when that that structure of roles gets changed unexpectedly or even expectedly you know, and every one of us can probably relate to a change in our family or a change in our jobs or whatever change in our health that elicits this deep fear because now we're facing this whole thing. We don't know the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, quite, it's quite a cycle. But then if we look back and, and we can see how we maneuvered through that unknown and what we learned as a result of that. And that is life right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and then, you know, the, that synchronicity that you were talking about or, um, and the, you know, the universe providing for us at the, you know, just right at the right moment, what we need for the next moment. And when we get to do that, when we get to experience that by embracing the unknown a little bit in our lives and going, you know what, the universe has always provided for me before. I'm still here. <laughs> I somehow made it through all of my, um, you know, adventures and, and misadventures uh, in my life so far. And here I am. Um, so maybe it's going to do it again. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, maybe I get to to do this again. When, when we get, when we see that over and over again in our lives then we begin to trust yes that oh yes you know it is i I don't know this and i may never know this but that's okay it's going to be i'm going to be provided for in if i just let go and allow the universe to show me what is next then it will i'll be provided for in that way and, and I, it's such a beautiful thing and it's so difficult to do, but. It, it is, I was just gonna to speak to that because it, the difficulty is in realizing how we limit ourselves in our self-limiting beliefs uh, that are based, on, based in fear and our negative thoughts and ideas. And, and that keeps perpetuating that, that lack of trust 
right? Um, and so it is, it's a very brave journey to really open up and be honest with self about how am I, am I seeing this with the glass half full or the glass half empty? And how might I recognize what thoughts are feeding that glass is half empty? And how do I begin to stop that negative feedback loop and create something else so that I can open up to the magic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An easy but it also speaks, Margaret, let me just say one more thing before we go on break. To, to our body wisdom. So, you know, I, I was just speaking about the mental self, right? But there's information, of course, in all of all of our being, which is our physical body, our mental, emotional self, and even our energy channels, when we can learn a little bit about what that is and what that means and how that works with our physical, mental, emotional self. When we have that additional awareness, um, there, there's a great resourcefulness that can happen. Mm, yeah, that's okay. So that's uh, the holistic nature of life. Yes. Right. That's uh, when we when we bring the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self into the equation. Then we're then we're looking at it holistically, and we're gonna we're going to be able to come up with some wisdom here. <laughs> I, I I know it. <laughs> I can feel it in my, no I can I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Margaret, this whole conversation about wisdom um, requires a deep unlearning of knowledge, which means that, that, you know, to be, to really access our wisdom and be able to see it and use it, uh, we need to be open a bit naked and vulnerable. And I love the I love the naked part because we have to let go, like we were talking about earlier, we have to let go of who we think we are as a mother or as a daughter or as a, an employee, whatever it is, right? We've gotta be able to let go of all of the masks and roles that we've lived in order to see what else is there, 
right? And that's the vulnerability. And I also love the idea that wisdom comes down through our DNA as well. It's very ancestral. And I know that can be difficult for some people to grasp, but if you think about um, what wisdom you learned growing up in the family that you grew up in and how you saw that wisdom, if you did, manifested in your experiences through your teachers or your church or who, you know, wherever in the environment, uh, how that wisdom was taught to you and manifested. Um, but it does come through our DNA from those that have lived before us. Hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. I, I when looking at this um, quote, uh, another quote from uh, the Gene Keys book, and it says, you are wise because you do not know you are wise. You are powerful because you do not care about power. You are fearless because you do not really exist. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> okay, Richard Rudd. <laughs> Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> No. good and just a little mind-blowing <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah and and i it, that was actually that actually really speaks to the experience that i was having the uh yesterday under the trees you know and just being it was like i wasn't an individual mm -hmm. lying there mm -hmm. and and that was that was really i mean that felt like a moment of wisdom is you know really truly not knowing not needing anything because i i didn't really exist as an individual right you know um i can really relate to this too driving um over a mountain um over the weekend and seeing all the beautiful colors and and whenever and, and so in doing so what strikes me is that after I'm not, after I don't exist, when I am not here, those trees are still going to change color. The mountains are still going to be there. And, you know, that's the beauty of nature, right? It is so, it is so big and so um, intelligent that it, <laughs> who am I, right? Who am I? Nothing really in the big scheme of thing, things within the, you know, the earth and nature and how things go in the future. I am nothing in that. And yet I'm everything. <laughs> it's like the, the metaphor of the drop of water in the ocean. Also, I was uh, last week, uh, got to visit the ocean for the first time in many, many years. It's been a lot of oh. years since I've been to the ocean. And, and that, that profound sense of um, just being minuscule <laughs> or almost non-existent but at the same time uh, being being you know being in communion with it mm. is so beautiful and the sound is so sensory isn't it the smell mm -hmm. the sound the beauty mm -hmm. through vision and i always, i've always loved the metaphor of the ocean because and i talk with clients about that a lot because you know whenever and we can think of it in terms of the chaos we've all lived in for the last couple of years you know and there's there's there is that tension because you look out of the ocean it's this beautiful calm but then you see the energy building right the energy builds through the waves and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then it peaks and then crashes down and it just becomes calm again. 
And that is the cycle. That is the cycle uh, and intelligence of life right there. Mm. I always like to remember that. The ocean is the biggest reminder of that cycle for me. The yeah. waves. Love yeah. That. Such wisdom in that. So I, I, I'm basically just reveling right now in, in what you said about the wisdom, you know, that nature is our greatest example of, of that natural wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think it's true. And I think that we don't, um, you know, we, we have separated ourselves so much from that in, in so many ways that, uh, I think just a, if everybody took a trip out into nature <laughs> in whatever way they could, right, and and really just allowed themselves to um, to embody that for a little while, they would uh, remember. Yeah, cell phones have to be left behind. <laughs> cell phones and computers. You gotta, gotta lean into the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> right right i don't do that at all. i don't do it enough and, yeah. and that is there you know when i do though i'm i'm always reminded how big it is and how important it is for me to be in that space to create that kind of space for myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then it, and then it comes back to that the idea of the mysticism and and the mystic is is that that the wisdom is in the is in the not knowing. Yes, that that is wisdom. Mm -hmm. I don't it, know, and and I will never know. I may never know. Yeah, letting go of letting go of the need to know in the moment. Very, oh. very such wisdom in that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it feels beautiful. I like this a lot. This is a know, good conversation. It really is. And it's such a fun dance, you know, too. And, and it's such a great reminder. There's so much knowledge out there, you know, and it's so easy. It's so at our fingertips, which is great. I mean, it is great. And I think it can become a little habitual, you know, the need to know. I, I have felt that way uh, with my phone. You know, I, oh, I don't know that. Let me look it up, right? And so being in nature and being in the quiet is a great reminder of it's okay to let all that knowledge go. It's okay not to know. Oh, it's okay not to know. Everybody take a nice deep breath. It's okay not to know. <laughs> the universe has our backs. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.